Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. we got the whole squad, Megan, Eric, Rudo, AJ, coming in to you live on a Tuesday. The Avs are playing the Dallas Stars tonight. Don't know that there will be a good feed out there to watch that Some of that the Avs are playing some of the Stars. I mean, that, that Stars lineup looked That's mostly pretty legit. Stars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly who the Avs have sent at this point, but we'll see. We have an idea. Yeah, you were at practice, right? Yeah. So you, you should know. Here we go. <laughs> well, Do we want a list? Uh, give it to us. All right. Oh, no. It's right off the hop. Yeah. yeah way to fire put it under it the in. gun, man. Jesus. I should have been more prepared. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's one of those days. All right. Oh. Um, Bone Byram, Ryan Johansson, Val Nachushkin, Jonathan Juen, Tomasz Tatar, Sam Malinsky, Jason Pullen, Oscar Olison, Ross Colton, Brandon Kozen, Brad Hunt, Josh Manson, Curtis McDermott, Andre Pavel, uh, Jack Rashawn, Nate Clerman, Peter Holland, and potentially Miles Wood. If not Miles Wood, mm. Kivi Rontev. That's okay. a better lineup than last mm. game in many. Still not quite to what Dallas is sending, <laughs> which is basically like 95% Eustace of the chillers. Trent Miner. There mm. you go. All right. So the, And the plan oh. is to play on and in all night tonight, right? Sorry? The plan, the plan is to play on and in the whole game? Yeah. You got it. Yeah, I think, the, and then I think Miner's going to probably go Thursday with Georgiev. Same thing, but he's not going to play. You yeah, know I mean, I, I mean that's what I would do. And then you just don't, you know, it makes you sense. travel that day. You get a day's rest, and then they hit the road next week for showtime. Is this uh, is this end of the road for a lot of the dudes? Poland, Kozin, Pavel at least gets into a game, but are we about to see all these guys play tonight and get sent to the Eagles? I think so. I Even Peter Holland, who was sort of in flux there for a minute, has decided to continue on his PTO, and the terms of that were reassignment to the Eagles eventually. So it's to get some bodies in games, especially within that forward group rounded out. Um, so I do think this is sort of the last line, end of the line for, for now. Obviously, there were some players that we could potentially see as a call-up option down the line, but... Yeah, right. I mean, I I think it was all planned out, right? You know, I think you plan it out. You kind of have an idea of what you want to do, and maybe there was a couple guys that stuck longer than than I anticipated, like Ivan Ivan, and you know those guys, which is awesome. You know, they they prove that you do something right. You're you get rewarded for it. But I think it was all planned out, like tonight. You know, let's do that. and then next game Thursday, Thursday, right? Yeah, this let's just kind of play a full lineup, and you know, besides maybe the backup goalie sitting on the bench. Um, and then let's rock and roll. Let's be ready to go. So, you know, I mean. we've talked a lot about like contracts and stuff uh, and like the decisions that they're making. Obviously, Holland continuing on with the Eagles um, means that he will get a deal of some kind. Yeah. Do we think that Jedliska is still here because they're contemplating, hey, maybe we'll just give him an ELC and let him play in the AHL now instead of sending him back to Slovakia? Um, or is it just nature of the beast right now? I'll answer for Mega yeah. Goods in. I, I want to hear what you have to say and what you have to say. But what I'm trying to say is if you're working in management, I think it's situational. It's, it all depends what his situation is back home. You know yeah. what I mean? 
I know you guys don't. I'm really in love with, with the Czech league. league. Just not very league. good. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, boots. But uh, you know what I'm trying to say is, if if he has a good situation somewhere, mm -hmm. then it's different. And sometimes, like, no, you know what? We want to get our hands on him. We'd rather have him here, you know, down the street in Loveland. Yeah. And and or and, or, or in, even in Utah or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like in North America. You yeah. Know, closer. Um, so it does. I would say situational. And I think it's it's case by case, you know what I mean? And, and I think it's what's best, you know. But I don't know what your take on it is, but what you've heard of. It was very pragmatic, but he got hurt. And yeah, so I, I think that he, he is also just getting evaluated. I saw him at the facility today, and they didn't have an update following the game that he was hurt in. Mm -hmm. But there might be some prolonged part because of the potential injury. Um, but when asked about if the team is considered plans in North America for him moving forward, the Bednar just didn't know at all. So I don't know if those conversations have sparked up maybe more so on the management side than yeah. Bednar's privy to, but yeah. I, I think it, it certainly has to be a possibility, especially if they do get a little bit of time while he's rehabbing, if if it's even necessary. Like, we don't have a status update on him, but yeah. he did get hurt. Yeah, it, it looked like something with his knee in the last game. He skated off under his own power. It was yeah. nothing crazy. But. Here's the good news: is he did good enough to that we're talking about him right now. Yeah. Well, that so was that, the you thing. know what I mean? Like that's like, awesome. From his his first game yeah. in Vegas, Vegas yeah. stuff. Yeah. Every yeah. single time that we've seen him, it's been the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's all stuff that you like, and so that's why I'm like, I'm, I'm just wondering if they were just like, eh. But we also know, I mean, when it comes to injured guys, there's a ton of them that are still on this roster right now because right now it's <laughs> 27 forwards, 10 defensemen, and four defensemen or four goalies. Uh, and there's like like Bocage and Foodie and Landeskog, like guys that we know are hurt right now are still on that list. So uh, it might just be as simple as like they just haven't made the procedural move yet, but I, yeah. I, I wondered. I think it's a good thing to wonder to get him acclimated to North America nice sooner rather mm. than later since the future is promising for him. I think they should invest in him in that way and get him integrated over in North America sooner rather than later. My well, personal and, and preference would be that. That's me. If I'm in management with yeah. guys, I'd like to have my hands on them. It just makes it easy. Especially because the alternative is Slovakia. <laughs> it's not the SHL where you're going to be yeah. spending a lot of time anyway, scouting and doing, you know, a lot of, uh, there, you'll have asset or have resources in Sweden or Russia yeah. or Finland all year long. It's Slovakia where you have to make more of a concerted effort to go and see him yeah. and talk to him and, and, it, versus, like, even if he just plays for the Grizzlies in the ECHL, yeah, yeah. would that not be better than Slovakia? I don't, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I think I'd feel better if it was a team whose home ice was NHL regulation. <laughs> right, <that's laughs> but, it's always like the wrinkle well, with, it, with the yeah. Grizzlies. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. I. It was funny. I asked Alan Heppel one time about drafting a goaltender and dropping him into the ECHL. Yeah. And I, I was like, isn't it a disadvantage for you guys because of this? And he was like, oh, I've never thought about it. And, like, it goes to show you, like, the disconnect between amateur and pro side yeah. is, oh, is like, very worlds. real. Two different worlds. <laughs> that, always, that always does make me laugh, like, but, that, but like, again, that difference for, of it. And, and I know you guys know, but people listening, like, it doesn't mean that the European leagues are bad. I mean, no, you've not, seen, not by any you've seen, You've seen, I mean, uh, North American guys, Canadians, Euro, uh, U.S. guys, that sometimes teams will ship overseas because it is better for them. Just, I mean, the, but, the first name that pops to mind is Mark Giordano. If Mark Giordano one year does not go to Russia, 
probably does not have a 20 and a 20 year NHL career. Yeah. But here's the thing. Nobody's sending guys to the Slovakian league. No, no, exactly. KHL, yeah. SHL, that's, Liga, yeah. even Swiss yeah. national well, league. And like yeah. maybe even like the Osvenskan, right? Sure. Like yeah. like a second tier Swedish, Swedish league. league is ahead of the Slovakian yeah. league. Yeah. That's why it's situational. You know I mean? If they have a good situation. Yeah, the Czech league's fine. The Slovakian league is it even top 10 in the world? Like I yeah, and that's that's why I thought the conversation, I, like I thought it might be an, an interesting like, we're not talking about him making the Avalanche roster or anything nope. like that, but he was also he wasn't eighteen when he was drafted, he's twenty, so like this isn't a guy that you're you know in twenty versus like Sam Malinsky, yeah, who's twenty five, you know, like a little different easy, timeline here. Well, Nate Herman's <laughs> also twenty five, which. I looked it up today and couldn't believe Nate Clarman was already 25. Ideal world, Time you flies. give him the Ivan Ivan deal. You know what I mean? American yeah. League. Yeah. That's what I do. But I love. I don't it. know what their situation is. But yeah, I just, you know, we've talked contract numbers. They've got a number of PTOs that if they wanted to sign, if they wanted to give an NHL deal to Peter Holland, an NHL deal to Kiviranta, you know, there's you're at 47. You know, Sean Barron's is coming at the end of the year. That's 48. You're all of a sudden you're out of wiggle room there. So mm-hmm. I could see I could see where no. Just don't they own his rights for the next several years, so there's no like rush to do it. Yep. But it was more just like uh maybe they just really like what they've seen out of the kid and they just want to. Anyway, I'm sorry, I didn't no, mean to derail. No, we're good. Love it. Well, I, well look, our next question is much more important, okay? When Taylor Swift breaks up with Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Which NHL team needs the Swifty bump the most? San Jose. <laughs> which the, shark should she yeah, date? Yeah, which shark? William Eckland. Have <laughs> you thought, thought about this, this yeah. before? Yeah. <laughs> this has already happened. That was quick. You think I haven't had these conversations already? <laughs> that was quick. You guys are lying to yourselves if you think that I've not gone down this road. <laughs> I think she's more like a... Hurdle kind of guy. I don't <laughs> well, Hurdle would be a lot more age appropriate. Eklund is still a child, so it probably. <laughs> yeah, probably not great hey, there. Look, but. if DiCaprio can do it, Taylor Swift can do yeah, it. Yeah, but right. DiCaprio's gross no, for doing it. No, about this one, guys. <laughs> I do. No, don't do that. He's twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what oh I'm saying. My He's a child, so probably not great. <laughs> all right, all right. Back to the drawing board. Swift? Thirty something. Oh, she, oh, okay. She's like our, my age. More I less. actually have no frame of reference yeah, for how old Taylor him. Swift is because she's been in like the she's, mainstream she's consciousness timeless. for so long yeah. that it's just like, huh? Okay, like I really, yeah. She's been around <laughs> since two thousand seven. Great. It's Taylor Swift, Susie. They're gonna break up. Yeah. Whoa. There's gonna be. Whoa, there's that's... gonna be a banger of an album all about Travis Kelsey, <laughs> and it's going to be great. <laughs> I think they've been going out for like a few months. No one knew about it. See, I know. She's already met the mom, so. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, well, who wouldn't want to hang out with Donna Kelsey? (laughs) Have you seen how adorable she is? She just goes to games for both of her kids, dresses up in those team's colors, hangs out with famous people, and is like the most supportive mother on earth. Love it. It's incredible. Donna Kelsey is like the true star of the story. Who's the big musician dating a basketball player? Because... Who, there's the one that's dating the isotope player in baseball. Are they like married now? I forget. I don't know. You don't know about this? Like it's not this. when it's that vague. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. This is not enough information. Well, I I can't remember her name, but some like famous musician is dating an isotope. Susie's here. Thank you. 
Van- but what about basketball? Cole Tucker. I, I'm asking Vanessa like Hudgens is dating who, Cole who's Tucker? the famous singer that's gonna date oh, a basketball guy? That's what it, I'm asking. Got it. What the f- Kardashian? Oh, they're not singers. That's, they have tried. How All did right. they meet? That's so random. I'm, I shouldn't ask this right now. I'm sorry. I should not. I should, every day is a Friday show yeah, if you want it to be. Look. You just have to believe in it, and it's a Friday show. We're about to be here for like four more hours recording previews for the season. Yeah. So we got to have a little bit of fun. All right. Yeah. Wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Actually talking about hockey, though. What? Is this true, Susie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> they met in a meditation group. Yeah, on Zoom. How do you meditate on Zoom? You just oh, look at each other. And her baseball boyfriend. Oh, boyfriend. Okay. Holy lordy! That's, that's the girl from. Uh, this is blowing my mind right now. Yes. I meditate on my Zoom by xing that. out of Zoom <laughs> and meditating. Uh, anyway. It was 2020. <laughs> organized by a Jonas brother. Red flag. The rich people are the Illuminati, confirmed. That's what I'm getting from this. Dude, I read, I spent all morning reading about how birds aren't real, so. Oh, my God. (laughs) Has the NHL conspired to make the Avs and the Dallas Stars rivals at this point? No. These two teams just find their way to each other. That's what I'm saying. But it's all natural? They don't have to. Okay. It's just a natural attraction. All right. Fair enough. Dallas versus Denver is an eternal battle. No argument for me on that. Well, I mean, if you go to the late 90s. That's what I'm saying. I'm older. You got to remember, everybody talks about Red Wings Avalanche, Red Wings Avalanche, but people forget about the Dallas Stars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they were one of those teams in the West that were just as powerful as we were, and Detroit was. And obviously, they won 99. But Mike Madonna and his hair flying and everything, <laughs> like, it was like they were a sick team. Eddie the Eagle and crowd chanting eddie's better you know what i mean and patty would yeah. get mad and eighteen thousand know. people who are completely delusional that, I, mean, <laughs> I agree with that but i'm just saying is yeah you're right i mean I, for me it's very normal not yeah. to like dallas like i don't like them this year i don't just par for the course for you that's it which even the modern version of the Avs have had run-ins with dallas obviously the bubble series um, yeah. uh jamie ben's existence <laughs> seems to make everyone upset except for tyson perry so it's part of the... Yeah, what a weird friendship. It's part of the situation. I think we've been pretty clear over the offseason that on paper it should be Colorado and Dallas at the top of this division. So let me ask you this. Which team do you think has the better shot at winning the division? Colorado or Dallas? Tough question. So... I'm saying, uh, I mean, huge shock that we're on Avalanche show, and I'm going to say it's the Avalanche. But <laughs> uh, for one, and normally I don't really like discourse like this, but I'm starting it anyway. But <laughs> Co- Colorado Colorado has proven winners on their team, and I, I will not come off of the storyline this year that you have elite players who are extremely motivated. Guys who have been to the top of the mountain and knows what it looks like uh, to, to, to win and go through that war. Guys who have actually won something in their careers now. And everybody feels like last year was a lost year. Everybody feels that way. You have a bunch of guys in key positions playing for the future of their careers. Guys like Duran and Johansson. You've got guys trying to prove themselves in other ways like a Ross Colton and Miles Wood types. But then you have elite players. Devon Taves is in a contract year. 
You think that that's not going to give him a little extra boost forward? Like the eighth best defenseman in the world might now be the sixth best defenseman in the world? You know, and, and then Makar, McKinnon, those guys are, are going to be world beaters. They're going to have major award trophy finalists at the end of this season. And that might even just include Alexander Georgiev, who could who could vault up into that kind of list as well. Like they they have elite talent. They've got great depth. Yeah, they are relying on some things going right for, for a couple of guys that things have not gone right for in recent years. But they aren't living and dying on them. It's still their elite players. They are they're top of the, the, the pyramid, the food pyramid. They're the they're the apex predator in the Western Conference, in my opinion. Even with Vegas coming off the championship, for my money, it's still it's still the Colorado Avalanche. They are they are the team to be feared out west. And I think Dallas looks great. They've got great players. It's not. I a, talk about it all the it's time. It's not a knock on Dallas. Elite exactly. players at yeah. all three levels with a with a Robertson and Hints, who I think is going to have an even better year as their one C. And Miro Haskinen and Jake Odger, they've got elite talent. They're great. Colorado's are just a little bit better. It, I do think that's a good point to make. It's not taking away from Dallas, but on paper, are you taking Jason Robertson or Nathan McKinnon? Are you taking Miko Rantanen or Jason Sure, or Jason if you Robertson? want to look at the wings. Yeah. You're obviously taking McKinnon over Hins. Exactly. It, you're taking Makar over Haskinen. That one's not close. Now, again, I love Miro Haskinen, right. but Makar is the best defenseman on planet Earth. And then I think there's a more interesting conversation about Georgiev versus Ottinger. Yeah, you would probably take Ottinger. But you have a conversation of, you know, are you taking Ottinger just because he's younger? As this opposed is, to, is he actually better? This is very fair. Of this year, keeping it not who's going to be better over the next right. five years. Who's going to be better for the next six months? I think it's a fair conversation. They're very, very comparable. Well, you get votes on both sides for sure. I think it's a big year for Georgiev specifically, too. He assumed the role of starter last year, but to have a full season where there's just no question that that is who he is yep. and building upon his body of work from last year, which I think was good and a high point during some of the lowest for the Avs, there's a lot for Georgiev to prove to himself, too, in leaving New York and wanting to be the starter and believing that he is capable of that. I think that he's going to earn a lot more respect around the league this year just building upon what he did last year. And I think AJ's point about the Avs just mentally being a little more battle-tested is going to be why Colorado's also might vote for between these two teams who would be more likely to win the division. It's a very close call because Dallas does still look very good on paper, but there is a component about who I think can make a deeper run, and it, it comes down to the mental side of the game, and that's where I think the Avs have a little bit of an advantage with some of the guys that are in the room who, like AJ mentioned, have been across the finish line. Because I think that each team is going to draw motivation from different places. For Dallas, it's wanting to reach the summit, and for the Avs, it's having been there and wanting to get back. And I think that is fueled by a very similar but different type of hunger. And it's really interesting for the Avs to be in that place. And I think that's what's going to push them over the edge. I, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you guys. I agree. Uh, and I agree on that point that if you, if you look, and especially at the trade deadline, teams are always looking to add guys that have been there. I'm talking about at the summit that have won Stanley Cup. Well, there's a lot of guys in the Avalanche locker room that have won. 
right? I mean, they, 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 it was 24 months ago, right? You know, at the end, by Even that time. dudes who weren't on that team, like Ross Colton, have and, that in the back pocket. That's where I'm going, you know what I mean? So you're, you're dealing with, there's a lot <coughs> of experience, and, and for me, that counts heavily on, on that decision, you know, for, for to put them. That doesn't mean Dallas is not a good team. I just said I don't like Dallas. I don't like Dallas for all the reasons, but, but they're a good team. Yeah. They're a good team. So they're going to be there. It's going to be a tough battle. But I pick, all, you know, Colorado to come out of the West. That doesn't mean that they would have to win the division. I understand that. But mm -hmm. I'm saying I do believe they will finish first ahead of Dallas. And and to get back to Georgiev, I'm a goalie guy. I love goalies, you know, for all the reasons. I'm a big Jake Ottinger fan. He, I mean, he could be my favorite goalie. And I, I, I don't want to tell anyone, but... He's probably my favorite goalie. I do believe the next four or five years he's going to be an absolute stud. Like, you know, and he is, already is a stud. But I, I think that Georgiev has got that mentality too because if you're a goalie, no, it's no different than Tatar or Druin coming in on, on smaller deals. You want to make a name for You got the team to make, you know, like a name for yourself and go get that big contract that's going to come up, right, in 24 months. Well, he's got two more years, right? Two more years, so, yeah. So you got the perfect team in front of you, and you got the perfect chip on your shoulder, letting go by New York, right? You know, again, we all, everybody understands Shosturkin mm -hmm. is awesome, and you know, I think he feels that he's just as good, and I think this is an opportunity for him to to show it. You know what I mean? Like to show that he can be the guy, and he is a top five, whatever. By the end of the year, top five, top six goalie in the NHL. Well, you know what? If you guys I, do think it's a close conversation. You can go over to Bet365 and you can bet on it because they don't do ordinary over at Bet365. They want every sport, every play to be epic all the time from moments that are legendary to ones that fly under the radar. You can see for yourself when you sign up today at Bet365 with code DNBR365 and you'll get $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1. Get over there. Get on to Bet365. Get your money in. Have some fun with it. You can bet on all sorts of awesome stuff. You can bet on the Avs to make the playoffs. You can bet on the Stars to make the playoffs. You can pick one of those teams to win the division. You can pick one of those teams to win the conference. Whatever you're feeling, go bet on the NHL futures. Put your money where your mouth is with that. You must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Uh, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, get in there. Make sure you're taking care of all your business and gamble with Bet365. Uh, also brought to you by Illegal Pete's. Fantastic burritos available to you at 11 different locations here in Colorado. Even if you're in Arizona, they've got a location out there too. So go check out Illegal Pete's today. They have fresh ingredients every single day. Delicious burritos, happy hour from 3 to 8 p.m. where you can get your margaritas and enjoy those. Uh, great place to pregame. If you're coming down to the <coughs> DNVR bar for an event, there's one just a couple blocks down from the bar that you can go hang out at and then come Watch the abs. Maybe play the stars. Who's to say? Go get your illegal peats today. Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We're going to jump on on that, AJ? Or is what? the thought gone now? No, I just... The last two things that I want to add about the... What the... F <laughs> the stars and abs thing. I was trying to move it down. I didn't mean done. Anyway. Um, in, in terms of, like, the things that you can't control, like the, like the random stuff... The Avs are owed a lot of regression in the good way, and yep. the Stars are owed a lot of regression in the bad way. One team that is the most injured cup defender in history. Not and just injuries? Yeah. But you're talking about a 38-year-old Joe Pavelski continuing to be extremely productive, 
You're talking about Jamie Benn having a point-per-game season really out of nowhere, nowhere yeah. after five years of it. Like He was still like a, like, falling apart. like a decent player, but becoming a like a true, like a point, a point per game guy. Yep. I'm, I'm struggling to believe that so many things that went right for the stars last year are going to repeat themselves. There's the possibility that a guy like Wyatt Johnston takes a big step forward and can make up for some of the natural regression there. Yeah. Those things are all possible, but you're talking just from like a statistical perspective. It's, it, there's one team that's probably that those teams are probably going to go in opposite directions. And last year, even with all those things going the way that they did, the abs beat them by one point. And, and you're looking at, it goes beyond just that their attachment to Ryan Suter on the defensive side. How much does he still have left in the tank? There's a lot of aging questions in Dallas that don't exist in Colorado where it's like, is Andrew Cogley on a wash? Their fourth line winger. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's not, that is not a, it's really just not a question uh, for the abs about, about those things. It's for the abs. It's almost all injury related. So you do have two teams headed in, in that, that are likely headed in opposite directions there. And then the other thing about Georgiev, it's like a pseudo contract year for him. Cause at the end of the season, the abs could, Extend if they wanted to, if, they wanted, if he goes yeah. out and wins the Vesna this year, do the abs really want to let that guy play Just next year on a $3 million deal? Throw him the six and then million, like yeah. walk into free agency after that. Mm-hmm. If he has, if, if he wins the Stanley cup this year, Aren't you come July 1st? Aren't you having a serious conversation about we're going to re-up this guy? We want to keep this. This is going to be a core guy for us. Not one of their goaltender carousel guys, but we're comfortable with him. So that kind of year. Ask again when we get there on that question. Well, I'm like, obviously, I'm like, this is like super best case scenario. He wins the Vesno. They win the Stanley Cup. He has a great postseason, unlike Darcy Kemper. Very possible. But like those are things that it, they're they're it's not an enormous leap to get there. He was pretty like pretty good last year. So I'm just I'm just kind of curious of like it's it is one of those things to consider about uh you know like a guy like Jake Ottinger knows he getting paid at the end of his next deal. Yep. He's going to get paid, it's going to be fine, uh, whatever. Georgiev will be it'll be UFA money and he's in really 3 years of he has to prove it. Because he's he's the starter on a cup contending team, on one of the five or six best hockey teams in the league. If he's going to be the guy that keeps them from winning it, that's going to shine a really big spotlight on him. So he has to be at the highest level for three straight years. It's almost like three mini contract years for him. There's no, there's no, you know, he passed the test in year one. He was great. It was he was even pretty good in that postseason series. It, that. Of all Colorado's problems in the series against Seattle, you don't really look at Georgiev and was not really the maybe problem, maybe man. like seventh on the list, you know, yeah. like it's not high up there. So uh, if if he just repeats that year, the Avs should be having a conversation of we Let's might seriously, this, yeah, we might seriously want to consider investing in this guy over you know for four or five more years after this. So a lot a lot to prove there, and we know that money is such a giant motivator. And it's been proved you can always find guys. Look at JT Conference season last year. You you find guys that know that the bag is waiting for them at the end of that tunnel. They have they have those kinds of years. And for a guy like Georgiev, I don't think that it's it's just money. Obviously, he does want to prove himself a starter. He does want to prove that the Rangers were wrong. He is going to use Igor Shesterkin as a as a 
uh, a measuring stick for his career. He, yeah. There's a lot of things that are there. He does want to win a Stanley Cup, all that. But I do, I, and the, all of this just reinforces how I feel about the Avalanche this year. They are a championship team with something to prove. It's a dangerous it's, thing. <laughs> it's a very, very good combination to have on October 3rd. It's a very good combination to have. I was just going to add, it's so tr similar for Tomas Tatar, too, in the position yes. that Great he is point. in yep. with New Jersey and only being offered a one-year deal. He says, okay, I'll take a one-year deal elsewhere on a team where I'll prove myself. And yep. also, because I, I think New Jersey's in a pretty good spot as well, so it's not to say that the future wouldn't have been bright for him there as well, but I, I think that that's going to be a chip on his shoulder personally. Yep. That's drawing, too, right? Yeah. Yep. And it's once you have that aura, the Avs have that aura, that culture. You know, again, I go back because I'm older than you guys, but Solani Korea, right? You know, came in on those one-year deals, and hey, it didn't work out, but it was all for that reason. They just wanted to get that one year, and then they would go and hit the payday, right? And it's not always about money, but some people can perform on contract years. If you if you call Georgiev as his contract year this year, like we, we know it's not, but right. give and take. Comfort did it. You got to raise your hat to JT Comfort. It's a Absolutely. lot of pressure. It's a lot of stuff. You know, some people crumble under that pressure. They can't do it because they know what's at the end of the line and they can't live up to that. And then, you know, but then sometimes there's false realities too. You know, the guy has an unbelievable year's contract year and then after that, it's like, well, back to reality. You know what I mean? So it's not. It usually is. I, I, it usually is. I, I do think it is top down in the organization though, right? You look at Riley Tufty's goal the other day. I get it. There's a little bit extra with him against Dallas, but totally. he's, he's pumped to be part of that organization in the abs and, and beating the guys who did not give him the opportunity. You look during all of training camp, Every day, Nathan McKinnon's out there with Jonathan Druin, even before training camp with captain's practices, working on things, trying to get Druin more implemented into their systems. Make Druin an Av. Exactly. To your point, six years ago, misfits. Vegas Golden Knights, 25 guys with chips on their shoulders. Yep. That shows you how powerful that can be. Mm -hmm. Stanley Cup finalists. They didn't win it, but they were, you know. But I, that was a team nobody believed was going anywhere. They're all yeah. like castoffs. Yeah, well, so. and, and I know it's a different sport, but you look at the Coach Prime Buffaloes. Yep. There's a reason that this works. There's a reason that this whole us against them bond together mentality is so successful. Because it's it's incredibly motivating. You wake up every day with something to prove. I'm Selfishly, you look at DNVR's existence. When we started, clawing for it every day. Yeah, when 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 we started, there were a lot of people that were not fans of what we were doing, and now we've got a lot of people that are trying really hard to be us. This is just a motivating factor, and when you talk about people who have been who are one, the best at what they do already. The Avalanche have three of the and, and really four of the best twenty-five skaters. Yeah, if we count Devontae's. Four of the best 25 skaters in the world. That's a really good foundation of success. But when you throw in, people already don't believe in us. People already are betting against us. You know, the Athletic comes out with their preview and says the Avs are the sixth best team. That's Obviously, just, being the sixth best team is not a slight. But when you believe you're the best. Yeah, that's fuel. You're, yeah. They're looking at that going, they think there are five teams. Five. That would take us in a best of seven. These people are fucking high. 
And so they're going to spend 82 games laying waste to the Western Conference and the rest of the NHL. That's what I think, too. I agree. Like, there's a reason that we have money on Nathan McKinnon, not literal money, but like we've talked about it. Nathan McKinnon winning a Hart Trophy. It's an incredibly motivating thing. And you feel it around the Avs in this preseason right now. There's a certain focus. And it's a little different from two years ago. I know a lot of people want to compare it to that 2022 team. But it's different, a but yeah, because there was a hunger to prove themselves because they had lost in the second round and people were out on them. And, oh, they're just going to be the San Jose Sharks. And, you know, they're going to let all this talent go to all, all this shit. Right. Nathan McKinnon's, you know, I've been in the league for nine years and I haven't won shit. You know, yeah. that like that was a different mentality. This is a we think we have a rightful place atop the NHL. And you have to, that is a thing that has to be earned. It's not given to you. It is earned through a co- an elite combination of sustainability and talent and focus. And the abs feel that that is their right and they have to go and take it. And I, I just don't see how you bet against that group right now. And those guys thrive on it. McKinnon. Yeah. Rantanen in his own way, even though he's a little different. He's more mm-hmm. loosey-goosey. You know, Makar. They always say that pressure is earned. And it's a privilege to have pressure because that means... You're at the top of the food chain as a player, as a team. And, and, I, and I, I'm going to add, again, that name, Georgiev. I do believe he wants it. He wants that pressure. And some people shy away from it. I think this guy wants it. Well, yeah, like most, the highest paid player in the game for one year. Nathan McKinnon Nathan, about yeah, to go I'm and sure. chew up the NHL. I'm sorry, Megan. Go ahead. Oh, no, it's okay. I wanted to spotlight something i've noticed in practice like miles would getting treatment this morning is supposed to be on the trip i don't know what he's getting treatment for specifically but i wanted to point out that they have been going full send in practice andrew cogliano has bowen byram yelling at him from the bench take the freaking red jersey off because he is going full go he doesn't look like a guy who should be in a red no contact jersey i think they're just being very cautious with him we talked about it too early in camp andrew cogliano was not holding back, even among some of the youngsters. And looking at Miles Wood, he goes hard into the boards yesterday. He gets up, he's hurting. Everyone's patting him on the back and also kind of smiling because he scored. And seeing the 100% effort level and not taking a shift off in practice, for Miles Wood specifically, I think we talk about, you know, spite is a powerful motivator, but so is being chosen. And in looking at the opportunity JT Comfer had last year, that was sort of born from unfortunate circumstance that he was able to ascend to a 2C role and have a career year. Miles Wood was hand-selected. Ross Colton was hand-selected. And I think that there is something so intentional about the way this group came together that's different from last year that also can be something they draw inspiration from. You hear Miles Wood talk about how excited he was to come to Colorado because of how badly Colorado wanted him. And I think that gives a player so much confidence going into the year that internally being selected by the Colorado Avalanche to play here is a privilege like Eric mentions and something that I think they're going to individually take a lot of pride in. And if I can add to that, you know, I was using the misfits earlier and, you know, you want to, you know, prove like, or what you said, us against the word mentality. What Megan just said there, that, I think it is a mixture of you, you got to take a little bit one day of, of what I just said, like the, the misfit mentality. And then the other way is you got to take some days like a wise man told me one time, it, you're not always trying to prove people wrong, but you want to prove people right that believed in you. And I, and, and I think that's the point she's trying to say with Colton Wood. Like they chose you 
to come into their lineup with many people believe is the best assembled team in the National Hockey League. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can argue it, but I think that's important that as a player, sometimes you, f- you just forget, right? You just want to prove everybody wrong, but you got also got to make, you prove people right. And I think that's the combo that's going to be helpful this year for everybody. And psychologically, it's a great point because you're talking about, it's not just an NHL team wanted you. Arguably the best front office in the NHL and a team that thinks it's going to win three Stanley Cups in the next three yeah, years. Says you fit. Says yeah. not just that we want you for this year, but we, we think that you're a guy that's going to bring us those three Stanley Cups. Yep. It's yep. a really wonderful point. I, there's a couple of things I want to touch on here. First, the JT Confer situation Megan was talking about. He elevates up into that role out of necessity, puts up a career season. Some of that is certainly his own credit for playing well totally. in a contract year, all that. But he also was playing next to guys like Miko Rantanen and some of the Avs' top talent at times that year. What does that mean for someone like Orion Johansson, who's going to have that opportunity? Can he take that to even another level, a player who's fully capable of putting up 50-point seasons? If he gets a bunch of time next to Miko Rantanen, can that become a 60-point season? A 70-point season? And, you know, maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it's a 40-point season. But the opportunity for some of these guys to excel even more than they have to this point in their career is absolutely here in Colorado. And then I want to tie in back to Dallas a little bit. The one part of Dallas that we haven't talked about on this show, which I think is kind of a double-edged sword, is Pete DeBoer. Hmm. The Avs, very familiar with losing to Pete DeBoer in the playoffs. But... But Pete DeBoer is also has a reputation of the guy that can't get teams over the hump in the playoffs. Also, Pete DeBoer is a guy who has the reputation and the results track record getting worse every year. So not a rarity for the guy to get to a conference final with the team, but to get back to a conference final with the team has been the hard trick for him. He hasn't been able to really do it. So is this the year that the Avs can uh, can overcome Pete DeBoer? I guess that's my question. <laughs> is this the year that Pete DeBoer can get a team into the second round to face the Avs? Fair enough. I yes. mean, I picked the Avs anyway to, to come out of the West, so my answer would be yes, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. One way or another. Eric, I know we have talked a lot about yeah. uh, that getting through to a cup final, winning a Stanley Cup, Matchups need to break. They're, it helps, 100%. right? But yes. I, I look at the West right now, and I uh, it's funny because like I have all the respect in the world for Dallas. I think they're great. I think they're going to be really, really hard out. That's a really deep team. They're really talented. They will be motivated. It's the end of the line for Jamie Benz and Joe Pavelski's. Like, yep. they, these might be among the best shots that those guys who have had tremendous careers are going to get in their career and so there's going to be plenty of motivation for them to do it as well the abs are just where tampa bay was a few years ago they're the final boss just in my better opinion. yeah yeah i mm-hmm. think they're the final boss and uh, final boss apex predator they're the top team out west dallas vegas like edmonton mm-hmm. i think those are all really good teams they would all make really good playoff series I'm just not picking against Colorado in a best of seven. Uh, in a game seven, maybe. Sure, maybe. But in a, in, you're going to have up to seven shots at them? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, no. well, we can, we can talk a little bit more about this in a second. Don't get Jamie Bend. If someone fell on you, call Bacchus and Shanker. At somebody two t- just cross-checks you in the back. <laughs> yeah. 2-2-2, two, 2-2, two, 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 two. 
Uh, get over there today. You can also go to coloradolaw.net. They'll give you a free consultation, however you contact them. And if they think you have a case, you will pay nothing up front for them to take it on. You only pay these guys when you win your case. They just want to get you the money you deserve. They've been doing this for over 25 years here in Colorado, and they've won over a billion dollars for their clients. Jamie Ben's probably not going to fall on you, I hope, for your sake. But if you've been injured... Statistically unlikely that Jamie Ben falls on you in life, yeah. If you've been injured in a car accident, if you've been injured at work, or any other situation where you've been hurt and it's not your fault, Bacchus and Shanker has your back. Give them a call today. Become one of the people that have won over a billion dollars for through Bacchus and Shanker. Get what you deserve. Uh, we're also brought to you by Shady Rays. You can go get yours at ShadyRays.com today. When you use code DNVR at checkout, you get two pairs of sunglasses or more. You get 50% off your order. So you can get multiple pairs of dope-looking sunglasses through Shady Rays. They've got tons of different styles. All of them are amazing. Highly recommend you browse through all of their stuff if you haven't been over there. Again, that's ShadyRays.com, or they have a brick and mortar in the Park Meadows Mall. Be sure to use that DNVR code to get 50% off your order. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. I wanted to touch on Vegas a little bit. Because, I look, the Avs certainly have question marks in their lineup. They brought in a number of new guys at forward that there mm. is to talk about. Lots to, there's lots of skepticism that should be applied to the Avs forward core. Sure. Ross Colton needs to prove it. Right. Yeah. Ryan Johansson, drawn Jonathan Duran. There's a lot of that in that lineup. Absolutely. From the outside looking in, skepticism is healthy. But there should also be a significant amount of skepticism with the Vegas goaltending situation hmm. that I think Colorado does not have with Georgiev. So let me ask you this. You're Vegas coming off of a Stanley Cup championship with you've now paid Aiden Hill with the continued questions about Mark Stone's health with everything going on in their organization, both good and bad, or your Colorado coming off one of the most injured seasons ever. So was Vegas. And fair enough. Which team would you rather be today? Colorado or the defending cup championship Vegas? Obviously, you'd rather have the cup, but for going into this yeah, season. Yeah, but they're, they've, it's the last right. two cup champs. Right. This is yeah. not a have versus have now. Which which team today would you rather be, Colorado or Vegas? All right, I'll go. Uh, I, I, I'm an Abs fan, and I'm biased, obviously, being on the show, but I'm not biased. This is just my reality. I do believe I, I love the, the top heaviness uh, better, and I'm not saying Jack Eichel or you know Stone are not good players. I'm just saying mm -hmm. that McKinnon, Rantanen, Makar are better than – they're top heavy play. I do believe they're better in that. I do believe, and, and I told you that the other day, one of you two or Megan, somebody has said that's that was my favorite decor last year, Vegas. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm not going to back away from that because all six are back, right? So mm -hmm. there are, as a six, some, like as a, you know, three pairs, they're still my favorite. Uh, again, I'll really say it again. Defense, Kel McCarr is still the most valuable player in the NHL. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that. With that said, yeah, overall, I picked the Avs because you're right. They won the year before. Last year was the Golden Knights' time. Again, not an excuse, but reality. Avs had a depleted lineup, so we'll never know, really, the addition of last year, how far it could have gone. But I do believe that this year's addition is better, obviously, than last year. And again, I'm going back to the year before. If the pieces that were added work out, they will become, forget about winning the summit, 
they will become a better addition, you know, on paper than the year, two years ago, the Avalanche were. I'm with Eric in that it's slightly Colorado ahead for me. And it's interesting, though, like the area that Vegas is strongest on the defensive side is where I have some concerns with the Avs with health yep. and not knowing who's going to be available in their decor and for how long throughout the course of the season. And that plays a huge part in this conversation for me. But it's the top of the lineup. The, the Colorado Stars and the collection of them, including Kel McCarr in that and Devon Taves in a contract year, it gives Colorado the edge still in my eyes. We know that the bone surgeons live in Vegas. Do we have to start calling the Avs ones the cartilage surgeons with oh. Landeskog now? <laughs> Is that how that works? I mean, it sounds like we need to call them magicians. <laughs> Turning people back into NHL players, yeah, magically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, we'll I'm all it for it. I'm all for it. I'm all for magic. <laughs> hey, look, maybe maybe Landeskog joins them for the postseason run, and the team gets even better. We know we know Kovalenko's on his way. Yeah, he could just be Baby Landeskog for all we baby know. Baby Landeskog. <laughs> then he must they, be good. They could use a Baby Landy. <laughs> they so. sure could. Yeah. AJ. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. I think when you stack the two on paper. You say you would probably take McCarr, McKinnon, and Rantanen before you get to a, a Vegas player, and then you would—is it Eichel or Stone? Like, and then it's is probably Stone healthy. Well, and then uh, it's yeah. like it's like probably Eichel and then Stone, and then you get to Taves. Yep. And then you get to the entire Vegas defense, and then <laughs> you move on. You know, like, and so like some some pros and cons there. But where I think this Avs team is built better to compete, Vegas relies a lot on a really good, physical, effective fourth line yep. to, to, to attack you. Um, and I think that... The Avs forward depth is much better. It's so year. much better yeah. that the, you know, uh, is a Frederick Olofsson, Logan O'Connor, Andrew Cogliano better than Will Carrier and whoever ends up being on that fourth line this year? Sure. Probably not, but I think it's probably worse. Colton, exactly. Wood, but if I have to pick guitar, between yeah. between Nicholas Waugh and Ross Colton as a three C, I'm not taking Waugh. Yeah. Like, uh, especially in a postseason series, where the Avs got better, it's not just that they like Ryan Johansson, Jonathan Duran, like you know, those are skill guys. But where the Avs got better is they got meaner, they got harder to play against. And they got, and this is my number one thing with the Avs this offseason, they got more competitive. They, they built to win playoff series, not mess around in the, in the regular season. They showed last year, as long as their elite guys are healthy They'll enough, just fine. they're yeah. fine in the regular season. If your goaltending is good, your defense is solid, and you have elite forwards that produce like crazy, you will make the playoffs. You might even win a division. Yep, but to win a playoff series, you need to be hard to play against, and that that was not last year's Avalanche team. It will be this year's team, and the question marks surrounding the Tatars, Durans, and Johansons of the world is how do they handle in those environments specifically? We have seen in their careers both Duran and Johansson have had good postseasons. They've been good playoff players before. How do they do it when they aren't asked to be? star players leading men on their team and more complimentary like high-end secondary guys you know the jonathan march so william carlson roles yep. 
will will be an important answer on how they how deep they go. But what the Avs built for was to beat a team like Vegas in the postseason. And last year, Vegas didn't play any of those teams. They didn't play a team that could match their meanness. It seems like such a silly, like, sure, they were better. than Yes, they had an all-time shooting bender for a, for a postseason run. Uh, Aiden, like, so much went right. Aiden Hill, you know, like, a lot went right on that run. You, a lot has to go right on a cup run. But when you look at how the Avs won their cup, it was driven by elite players playing the very best hockey. They had one of the worst goaltending performances in NHL history, recent NHL history, for a Stanley Cup winner. Yep. The opposite had to happen for Vegas. They, they combined a ridiculous. Yeah. They combined an incredible two months out of Aiden Hill with an all-time shooting bender, and that's how you get a Stanley Cup. Vegas is great. They will not be. They will not roll over for anybody. Oh, no. They just won't. That that is not an expectation. If Colorado and Vegas, if I had to, if that's the Western Conference Final today, one, the NHL wins. We all win. <laughs> yeah. And two, it goes at least six games, and it will be a war. But where the Abs, I think they have the best players in that series going in, and where I think they're different, Pete DeBoer's not there, <laughs> so the Kryptonite is gone. <laughs> but that's also, funny. they are built so much better specifically for playoff hockey. And you know that come deadline that they will add somebody on defense. I don't know that they, they you know, injuries being what they are, I don't know that they need to add a forward right now because you do have Kovalenko on the way. To be honest with you, come March, they will know exactly how that what's out. Yeah. going on with Landis Cog as well. They will have a much better idea of how that recovery is going. Yep. If he is at all ahead of schedule and they get incredibly lucky and he joins them in the postseason run, maybe it doesn't go six games. <laughs> Seriously, because if you add a Landis Cog to this lineup, it's crazy. I don't think that will happen. I'm not going to plan for that to happen. But this team is already extremely competitive and deep and mean. And a best of seven, again, a best of seven. But that's why I do believe if it is a matchup like that with Vegas, a a well-minded like Miles Wood in a right place becomes very effective against a team like Vegas because he's got size, he's got speed. You know that you're you're not getting run over on the bottom six by Carrier and Colasar. And you know I do believe that Miles Wood's addition is gonna be. A coup, you know, even though on, at the time last summer, I know you guys talked, I wasn't there, but you guys talked about it and, you know, the length of the contract. And, but somewhere, somehow, I do believe Miles Wood is a hidden card that's going to be very useful for the Avs in the playoffs. I think it, that's a really important call it, out. Yeah. I, it, even if it doesn't end up being Miles Wood, I think you look at the Avs organizationally and you say, hey, we think they have some guys in the depth that someone's going to show up when the, when the bell rings. So, uh, on that note, you can go get yourself some Breckenridge Brewery today. Get yours at the DNVR Bar, eight different kinds on tap, or find them at your local liquor store. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to find it near you. They're in all the 50 U.S. states, so you can get it something to get you through to the start of the season. Because we're already talking about the playoffs, and that's eight months away. So, we're maybe getting a touch ahead of ourselves here. But you can have your Breck Brew today. Or if you want the harder stuff, check out Breckenridge Distillery. They've got fantastic 
alcohols ranging all over the place. They have their bourbon whiskey, which is a ridiculous award winner, but they also have a new vodka celebrating the Broncos whiteout jerseys. Uh, you can also get a ton of other amazing stuff, including seltzers and other options from Breckenridge Distillery. And the coolest part is they're giving away sweet tickets to a Broncos game on New Year's Eve. Even if the Broncos aren't very good, being at Mile High Stadium for New Year's Eve is going to be dope. I promise you that. So, to enter, you use the hashtag Broncos Bourbon on Instagram. Send your favorite pictures of the Broncos out there. They will narrow it down to their favorites on December 1st, which then you can go and have a fan vote on from there when you head over to the website, which is, uh, I don't know off the top of my head. It's, it's like Breck Distillery. Hang on. I'll get there. While I'm finding it, make sure you're going over to BreckenridgeDistillery.com and choosing whatever options you prefer because they deliver to your doorstep if that's what you want. They also have a ton of other options if you haven't checked them out. Highly recommend. And when you do want to go get that fan vote, go over to BreckenridgeDistillery.com slash bourbon of Denver Broncos. Again, use the Broncos bourbon hashtag on Instagram with your favorite Broncos pick to enter for your chance to win sweet tickets on New Year's Eve. All right. Anything else we want to add on on the Avs charging ahead to the top of the West, perhaps, or or anything else? Or should we get out of here and go do our season preview videos? I'm just checking something real quick. I just wanted to see, because we have a dissenting opinion in chat talking about the Avs skill guys and soft guys. And I'm, I'm just kind of curious. I'm trying to pull up Vegas's whole roster. Sure. Because I just want to see, like, that, like... Because, like, you, nobody's going to confuse Jonathan Marchessault with a tough guy. Yeah. You know, and, uh, like, Ivan Barbashev is kind of a tough guy. Like, he's a hard guy, hard guy to play against, but is also coming off of, uh, like, how good actually is well, he? I, I, I guess I, if you want a tough guy in the Avs lineup, you have Curtis McDermott right there. That's not you, what I mean. I mean, like, guys that are hard to play against who are good. Val okay. uh, Well, Val but Arturi Lekkinen. Yep. Like, Arturi Lekkinen's not going to hit, like, blow a guy. I mean, I think he did last year, like, blew a guy up. But yeah. that's not what they do, but they're hard to play against. I don't know if they're giving enough credit to Ryan Johansson, too. I don't think he's the toughest guy in the lineup, but I do think he is a pest and can be a punishing player, especially at the net front. Certainly fill that role that JT Comper was in. And, and certainly he's one of the big question marks of, like, he has a long career of not being a guy that effectively uses his size and not being hard to play against. If that switch flips and he has a, a great year the and he, enga and he engages, point, yeah. he's in a situation he's never been in in his career. So, you know, it's, it's a different situation for him. And, you know, we'll see culture and all this. Like, we'll see what becomes of Ryan Johansson. Sure. We, I'm not going to rule out that he goes in there. The guy's a monster size-wise. If he, he goes in there with a certain attitude, he could be not great to play against. Like, it could be miserable. But it, you're not looking at Jonathan Marchessault and William Carlson and Nicola Watt and Chandler Stevenson and being like, these are like, oh, man, what punishing players they are to play against. You know, they're yeah. all great. Chandler Stevenson may be the most underrated player in the entire NHL awesome. at this point. He's great at what he does, but that's not like one of the guys that you're looking at going, oh God, you know? And yeah, their defense is a bunch of, it's, it's bruising. It's hard to play against, 
you know, Alec Martinez is a, Zach White Cloud, Braden McNabb. Those guys aren't fun to play against. No. But there's a skill problem there. And the way that each teams play, they play into the they have the kind of defenses that fit the way they play. Yep. Colorado wants an attacking defense that's going to be a major contributor to their offense. The Abs have that. But they're also not you think you think playing against Devon Taves is easy just because he's not going to he's he's not going to lead the NHL in hits or block shots? Are you serious? You think playing against a Kale McCarr yeah. is easy? Yeah. I don't want to get hit by Kale McCarr. You know, and obviously if Josh Manson's healthy, he's a big part of that. There's a major reason why Jack Johnson is hanging around. Well, I think Josh Manson is the perfect example of why it's something that I wouldn't be worried about. Because if you get to March and you decide that the Avs have that problem, you go out and you get a guy. It's not that complicated to me. And, well, and like they might do it anyway, man. Like I, they, Josh I'm, Manson. Josh Manson's healthy. He's fine. They might just go and get a better Jack Johnson. Yeah, it, uh, and I'm not. I'm just saying Josh Manson is a guy they went out and got as a trade piece right. because so they felt Terry like they needed a tougher defense. Andrew Cogliano, Nico Sturm, like they they recognized, hey, we need to be a little harder to play against. They yep. went and got it, and they won a Stanley Cup because of it. Yep. So and so, why? What is the difference between that those moves? And them going out and getting Miles Wood and Ross Colton. The difference is they did it in the summer instead of waiting to the trade deadline. True. They made themselves harder to play against already. Yep. Like, Ross Colton is not a guy that you think of as, like, a real bruising guy. But I'm telling you, he's going to have 160 hits this year because that's all he does. The guy is a bowling ball. Yep. And playing against him sucks. Not that I've done it personally, but I've watched a lot of other NHL players wear down over time. Because not because going against him night in and night out is not fun. All right. I think we can wrap it up there. Uh, we do appreciate all y'all hanging out with us today. There is a game tonight, as I mentioned. Don't know how readily available footage of it will be. If there is footage out there, we will bring you guys a post game tomorrow. If not, we'll be talking more abs preseason leading into season stuff either way. Also, keep an eye on the YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe here as we do have a bunch of season preview videos coming starting either later this week or this weekend. So I know people have been asking about those. They're coming very soon. Uh, we are out of here for the day. We appreciate y'all, and we will talk to you in the next one.